You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, folks, welcome back here to the 930 portion of our Real Presence Live show this morning. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Aberdeen Roncalli High School here. I'm Chris Euler. I'm Dominic King. And we are joined by my parents. By lots more kings. <laughs> yes. So you've got my, my mom and my dad, Susan, Rory King, and then my son, also Rory King, we named him after Grandpa, <laughs> yeah. is sitting and reading a book. <laughs> Hopefully stays that way, right, buddy? <laughs> I'll take him out if he doesn't. Oh, no, no. Yeah, we need so here. Yeah. Susie can be the boss. Fostering <laughs> the intellectual life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bus. That's yeah. a bus. Look at it. So I guess we, we have you guys on to, um, you know, just to talk about raising a family and, uh, you know, uh, well, first, t- tell us about yourself. Where are you guys from? Um, how did you meet? I'm from Aberdeen, native Aberdeen. I uh, grew up here. Uh, families, a uh, couple generations here. Um, um, Susie and I met, uh, actually, um, it was like two ships passing mm-hmm. the night I was graduating from law school and, and a friend and I were going to go to Europe for just kick around for about a month or six weeks. And uh, a group of girls who was going to Europe needed a ride out to New York to catch airplanes. So my friend and I took them out, uh, you know, just because their car broke down. And mm-hmm. so we drove them out and I got to talk to Susie. Mm-hmm. The next uh, couple months after we got back from Europe, we were the best man and maid of honor at our friend's wedding, mm-hmm. and that's what started it. Hmm. So. Okay. And, Mom, you're originally from? Um, I'm originally from Miller, South Dakota, and mm-hmm. my family was um, Genevieve and Charles Wilbur. Mm-hmm. And um, I had six members in my family, six brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I say that because that's what played into our mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to go past that. I was thinking about that this morning, and uh, Rory and I were dating, and um, I, I knew I liked this guy, but on one date, he said to me, he asked me, how many children would you like to have? And I looked at him, I thought, no boy hmm. that I was on a date with ever <laughs> asked me how many children I'd mm-hmm. like to have. Hmm. And I thought, okay, I, I thought... I knew how many I wanted, I was hoping for, and I thought, this will scare him away. I, mm-hmm. said, well, I said, I'd like to have six. Yep. And he looked at me and he said, I would too. Oh, wow. And mm. so I thought, okay, that was my sign. This is a goal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was. It was kind of how I knew. I went back and told my girlfriend that because we dated, he was in Sioux Falls, and we date there sometimes because that's where he lived. Mm-hmm. And I said, I, this is the guy I'm going to marry. Mm. I knew. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So you guys... You got married in what year again? Was it 70, what? 75. 75, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. 47 years. Tomorrow. Yeah, it is tomorrow. tomorrow. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. good timing. Tomorrow. Yeah. Hey. 47. <laughs> Happy early anniversary. Thank yeah, you. wow, wow. Um, so then you came back to Aberdeen in what year was that? Well, we, we came back in 75 after I got married. I came back in 74. I mm-hmm. was a law clerk in Sioux Falls for a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I moved up here and started practicing with my dad mm-hmm. and. uh um, the spring of 75, mm-hmm. or excuse me, the spring of 74, and then we got married the next year okay. in 75. Okay. So. And you ended up having your six kids. <laughs> eight. Me. Well, well, eight, yes, correct. Actually, yes. we had eight, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. I have two little, little ones that are in heaven, yep. Thomas and Genevieve, mm-hmm. and um, yep. 
uh, miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so mm-hmm. we named them and yep. and uh, celebrate their birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So how what was it like raising the best for last right, right here on the headset? Oh <laughs> no, <right>. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I, I know how this is going to. Well, when he would leave his room in the attic, it was pretty great. He was reading books. I was up there. Yeah, well, I, I left off. So yeah, we, we laugh laugh at that, but actually, all of his siblings think Dominic got the best traits. Out of all of them, they seriously <laughs> feel that way. I learned from their mistakes. That's yes, why. And I yeah, think that's true. Yeah, I learned you from their mistakes. Go down with the others, and said, "I'm not going to do that." Oh my god! So, you, I love hearing your guys's. You know, because um, I think all of us have at some point a reversion or conversion where, um, and we have multiple. I think over a lifetime where you have to kind of re. Um, re-realize your faith yeah. in maybe a new context. So could yeah. you maybe talk about that within your own lives as a married couple? When How that happened? When it happened? Yeah. Well, we, uh, you know, we, we grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. both of us, good Catholic families. That's the roots mm-hmm. of our faith. I mean, our families, our birth families. Uh, I mean, mine... Um, uh, my dad came back from the war and moved into a house right behind the church, across mm-hmm. the alley, because he wanted to be close to the church. Mm-hmm. And Susie's dad, before, you know, in the last years, he was praying the rosary all the time and watching it. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, a, it was a, just a Catholic family. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I, um, you know, we so we started our lives together, mm-hmm. Catholics. You mm-hmm. know, we, um, but we were we were not. Um, uh, the church wasn't the center of our life, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, nor nor did we have a personal relationship with Christ mm-hmm. until uh, basically we suffered our miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And there was a good priest in our life that kind of opened our hearts and our eyes to to Christ uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in a personal sense, mm-hmm. a, a presence who mm-hmm. spoke to us. And uh, that was after our what, second mis- miscarriage no. or first miscarriage? Yeah. Okay. What happened, I, what I'd like to say is... Um, we thought we could, I thought we were doing everything right, but that Christ wasn't the center of our life. And mm-hmm. when that, and I just was not content, something was missing, and I knew it was. And um, then we had the miscarriage, and, and I've said this before, people have heard me say it, but I literally fell to my knees in our dining room, and I just said to God that I am yours. You mm-hmm. take me and, and do with me whatever you want mm-hmm. and um and then this lovely priest he could tell something was wrong because he would come to visit us and I, we told him about the miscarriage so he told us to name the baby he said don't forget about this child and and then we started um we went to a curseal mm-hmm. and that's when it really that's what when it started to take off and then uh we went to marion conferences mm-hmm. and uh uh, it just, and then I've got to mention this book for me. Um, now we had had Madeline, and she was uh, a few years after, she was two years after the miscarriage. She mm-hmm. was our rainbow baby. And we were on a vacation, and my dear a friend of mine, whom I felt she was very dear to me, I don't know if she knew how dear she was to me, Sherry Roll, walked over to my house one day, and she said, Susie, I have this book. Would, have you ever read this? And it was the Apostolate of Holy Motherhood. And I, um, 
she said, I just think you would like this book because she knew that how I felt about babies, that they were, they were very important to me. So we um, went on this vacation, and I took this book with, and I mean, I'm just fast-forwarding reading this thing. I go, Rory, listen to this. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. And it was a roadmap for me on how to raise my children. Just um, to be careful. Um, okay, I just told it um, to one thing. Go to confession monthly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I just started hauling us, to, and the kids would look at me like, okay, really, Mom? But, I mean, we just started, just things like that and um, a roadmap. And, and then to be, what to be careful with in our society. And it was just getting started, the technology mm-hmm. and all of that. So um, that, that was, and I followed it faithfully because I and it was it was beautiful it brought me along as well mm-hmm. as our children it just I felt like I now knew how to get there if how to do this if we're gonna and everybody has free will I'm gonna say that mm-hmm. so I have you know and, and I had it too I will you know mm-hmm. so but at least I was giving a foundation to the kids mm-hmm. is what I thought mm-hmm. so I you know obviously being the last in the uh the line of kids I, that's what i've noticed is the um there's this balance of allowing your kids to um like you said they have their free will and they are going to decide for themselves but I, I guess it's to me it's the prodigal son kind of way of handling it as you always are loved and and are welcome back um you you both have standards and you have principles that you're um that you stand by and they we know that and um and uh but but i think it's always you know at least for my sense it's always if anything comes up we you we always have us you know you always are supporting us and love us and forgiving so um i think that's a it's a tough thing to do i think mm-hmm. uh, i think that's more difficult than to just say well you've chosen your path go go ahead and right. you know but it's always you're always willing to yeah. forgive and welcome back yeah. so well, yeah the reason dominic mm-hmm. is i have my past always yeah. looking at me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like we said we're all fallen mm-hmm. and um yeah sure yeah yeah I, you know um could, you know could you speak to you know um maybe some of the traditions that we had in our you know family and just how important mm-hmm. maintaining those kind of things are um susie is the uh <clears throat> She is the author of the traditions. She really is uh, focuses on that uh, and thinks it's so important for our family. And um, you know, it's it's birthday dinners for each of the kids. We have each of the families now uh, over for their own birthday for a birthday dinner. Um, try to try to Christmas. I mean, Christmas is huge. Easter is huge for us. Um, you know, the uh, uh, obviously. Uh, we try to, uh, obviously, um, um, I, have, I have been a daily mass attender since I got out of uh, law school, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's another tradition that I try to keep up, and I, and I think that um, that's an example for the kids to, to try to get mm-hmm. to daily mass as often as they can. Mm-hmm. And um, like Susie said, the confession once a month, and uh, those traditions are, are key, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, you know, family's the center of our, our lives. You know, I think all six of our kids are back here in Aberdeen with their families. And I think that speaks to how important family is to each of those families. I mean, we're blessed the fact that each of them found uh, 
a spouse that wants to be here and found a job here that is you know is, is good and uh, so that's a blessing from God but uh, family is just so important to us and uh, we um, uh, we get together as much as we can mm-hmm. and um, so family is another uh, togetherness is another tradition that we value mm-hmm. we um, try to get our parish family too is it is is important to us we you know uh, Coffee and donuts after mass on Sunday is 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 is, is important to us, and uh, that tradition is bringing the church family into into our family. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what else do you have to say about traditions. Well, I guess what for me is I have I always enjoyed being with my kids. I I think that was they just God has spoken to me through my children since the day they were born and I wasn't listening well but I knew what a blessing each of these children were right from the, the start but um, when after my after the conversion even before the conversion I would take them all grocery shopping I'd have two carts because I had <laughs> one full of kids and I mean I just wanted to share with them the world to see what was out there and see what how, how they responded to it and I just enjoyed having my kids around mm-hmm. me most of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I didn't. And the thing that I had to step away from before my reversion was the social side of it. Mm-hmm. I had fa- babysitters far too many mm-hmm. times and um, for evening things and uh, trying to do... Too many babysitters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and it was not always just for us going out at night. It was I was doing things for um, different committees in town, mm-hmm. you know. And I mm-hmm. thought, And I just thought, no... These children need me. I need. They're getting. Katie was in the sixth grade when this hat when we did our curseal, mm-hmm. and they these kids needed me at home more, and I could sense that, and that's when I just dropped out of everything and just started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were always important from the beginning. I mean, we did these little. Um, we celebrated. Um, we have movie night, popcorn. Mm-hmm. Night. I mean, sure. just all of that little yep. stuff yep. when they were small. Mm-hmm. Well, do we have it's a break now, I think? Yeah, absolutely. Think so. We're uh, we're going to throw it to a break real quick. We'll be back after this short brief break here and we'll be <laughs> conclude with Rory and Susan King. We'll so. be back. <laughs> this is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. 
All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hello again on Real Presence Radio from Aberdeen. Uh, Chris is on the phone right now, so I'm taking over. Lucky you, everyone. Um, We are speaking to my parents right now, a couple of locals from Aberdeen, talking about raising a family, uh, the challenges of, of doing so in a maybe a culture that isn't always welcoming um, to to the faith. Um, so I guess our you know something that we talked over the break about is you know the role of suffering in in uh, in your lives and and um, uh, how it can be used to um, edify and to uh, form um, form your souls. So you know, could you maybe speak to you know what? What you know, maybe you don't have to get into specifics, but you know, sure. uh, what has suffering done in your life, and um, what positives? And well, it's just you look back on your life, and I can see that every movement in my life toward God uh, or to um, enhance my faith uh, has been as a result of suffering. You know, when I first got back to town, I had some personal my, my my dad was having some personal problems mm-hmm. uh, significant problems in his life and um, um, and that that brought me back to practice with him in aberdeen and and brought me to my knees and i you know i'd i'd been um, uh, during the course of um, my college and law school career you know i would I'd get to Mass on Sunday. That was about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. probably didn't get to confession more than twice during that whole time. Mm-hmm. And uh, But I started, when when that happened to my dad, I started to get to daily Mass mm-hmm. and, and frequent confession and um, started to get really active in the church, parish council, and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's somebody else's suffering, but it's it's my suffering, too, because I suffer with him yeah. in, in empathy, you know, with him. And uh, and my whole family, you know, and uh, brought me to my knees. And, um, um, you know, I'm glad I, I recognized that. I could have rebelled and, and you know, and rebelled against the suffering. And, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, I think Susie had a lot to do with it. I, I uh, recognized it, you know, as, as God's voice calling me back. Mm-hmm. You, you did the uh, presentation on suffering mm-hmm. at the... Um, at the theology on tap, and I, I, I really identified with that. Yeah. And then, of course, our reversion, our miscarriages, that mm-hmm. type of suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, later in our lives, we've had issues with some of the kids, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, and that's that's suffering for them, for us, mm-hmm. and uh, it 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 brings us closer to God, brings us closer to His passion, mm-hmm. and and you meditate on His passion in the Rosary and the Stations, and it all 
gives sense to suffering, mm-hmm. and uh, and it, and it realize, I realize that I've got nobody else but him. Mm-hmm. You know, all else is, you know, is kind of um, chaff, chaff. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 uh, so he's he's it. He's at the center, and and suffering has has done that for me over mm-hmm. the years, mm-hmm. and uh, for you too. You know, I think. Oh yes, uh, you know. I know. Oh. Like we said, we, I never dreamt that I'd ever lose a baby. I, that just didn't even, that, that really threw me. And, um, and then I, I had cancer, and, uh, and that really uh, just, yeah, it makes you realize what you have, what, where the real treasures are. It, it just, mm-hmm. um, and so you kind of, uh, when, when I, I think I, when, I, when I had cancer, I just was like, okay, um, now it's just like, I realize I'm just going to have to go where God's taking me, mm-hmm. and let's see what you know where it's going to go. And there's been plenty after it. I mean, it's just you have six children. It's not going to be easy all the time, <laughs> and there's going to be things that we're going to be dealing with. And, mm-hmm. But even in the in the middle of all of it, I, um, I yeah I, I I I won't. I guess it was a strange kind of peace. I was hurting badly in some mm-hmm. cases but I, I just knew God was with us and I didn't know how it was all going to end up or how things mm-hmm. were but mm-hmm. um, you just stay the course like Dad said if He, who, mm-hmm. where else are you going to go if, mm-hmm. if you don't stay with our mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. and it, pull, it pulled me uh, the noon hour is a, is a time where I the church is my home mm-hmm. uh, you know it's 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 my home just as much as my home on, on Main Street. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've gotten the habit of using my noon hours to mm-hmm. be in the church, either prayer, stations, rosary, whatever, you know. And uh, um, that's where I, I deal with all the, the things in, the, in, in, in my life that I need God's help with. Mm-hmm. And um, so um, it's, it's, um, uh, it's really brought me closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. I understand and know him better. Mm-hmm. Suffering mm-hmm. helps me know him better, know his suffering yeah. and what he's done for me because nobody matches that. I mean, that in, in love, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody can possibly match that. And, um, mm-hmm. and I join my suffering with his mm-hmm. and uh, I grow closer to him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm anxious mm-hmm. for my own I wouldn't say anxious for my death, but you know, I'm I'm not afraid of it. Yeah, because yeah. I I uh, I really mm-hmm. uh, have have developed that that closeness to him and, and mm-hmm. um, uh, at hope mm-hmm. for something something that doesn't have all of the all of the uh, vicissitudes of life. Yeah, you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. You can see who's been the the rock for our family. Mm-hmm. My my husband with his faith and and um, yeah, and he's he's been that for us. And God and on my side continues to speak to me through children. Now I have my grandbabies, mm-hmm. and it's who's just, speaking right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's nothing. It's been the pattern from the beginning, and it, it, it continues. He still talks to me through these grandchildren, that what they're going through, and um, well, it's interesting. It's it's you're just as much. I'm I'm more. Uh, I'm in, uh, my ministry is more prayer, 
your ministry is more charity. And, and I mean, every birthday, the kids are remembered. The grandkids mm-hmm. are remembered. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, every, every, I mean, just the, the, uh, the sensitivity towards the needs of the kids mm-hmm. and, um, and the needs of others. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's Susie's ministry. I mean, it's, and, and we're, we're on the same path, just maybe different emphases mm-hmm. to some degree. And, um, and that's important for kids, too, to have parallel parents mm-hmm. yeah. that are going the same direction, mm-hmm. especially a father. Yeah. Because mothers, you're, you're, you're almost expect them to be uh, close to, and you know, uh, yeah, and, and nurturers and, and close to their faith. Fathers sometimes, unfortunately, you don't you don't see as much and yep. statistics so support vital. that. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. vital that mm-hmm. fathers are, are are examples. What is it like if if a, if a father practices his faith? It's like the the child is like ninety percent mm-hmm. more likely to practice their yeah, faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the business world kind of takes you away from that. The law practice yeah. takes you away from it. You yeah. know, it's it's uh, <clears throat> sometimes can be a difficult place to be. From the standpoint of a, of a Catholic man, uh, the ABA, for instance, I'll give you an example. The American Bar Association mm-hmm. came out against you know Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. a number of years ago, and mm-hmm. they just are all upset by the by the overturn of mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade, and have mm-hmm. developed a committee now to yeah. form a committee to to yeah. answer Roe versus. Does anyone listen to them anymore? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's, and I'm you know yeah. I'm on the South Dakota Bar Commissioners too, mm-hmm. and and you know the South Dakota isn't isn't like that. Yeah. South Dakota mm-hmm. Bar, but mm-hmm. but. Uh, that's an example of what it's like out there yeah. in the secular world. I, what I think, you know, I remember uh, priests always saying this, is that, you know, the the hierarchy of importance is love God first, love each other first, or next, and then mm-hmm. love your kids after that. And I think, because if, if any of the first two aren't working, then it's not going to help. You, you can't really love your kids properly. Um, and if you don't love each other, it's going to be impossible to... Uh, like you said, you, you got to be on the same page, and and um, yeah. so you know that's something. I've got to tell you this: I've got a grandson whose mm-hmm. whose parents are first in his life, mm-hmm. and his grandparents are second, mm-hmm. and the garbage man is third. Yeah, <laughs> he absolutely uh, loves garbage. He stuff. does. He does. I mean, he, uh-huh. Susie will babysit for him on Monday, mm-hmm. and they'll sit by the driveway. Oh, yep. yeah, yep. and wait for the garbage. He man. loves garbage trucks, and that's, he just. Uh, Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to interject mm-hmm. something here, too. And I can't tell you how important the priests in our mm-hmm. parish have been to, mm-hmm. through, to us throughout our entire marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say enough about them. We'd have them over for dinners. And you kids grew up knowing all the mm-hmm. priests. We mm-hmm. love them and yep. love being around them. And I mm-hmm. thought, think that was so important, too, mm-hmm. that for that comfort uh, to know, be comfortable around them, knowing them as mm-hmm. as friends yeah. as well mm-hmm. right, as right. our mentors or our shepherds, and um, so that's another thing I think I would like people to realize how mm-hmm. much that was a part of. I you, think you see them as human beings when they're over for dinner. Oh, yeah, just yeah. wonder. And, and, uh, just uh, <laughs> it's it's I know. <laughs> You know what kind of scotch they drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. Well, yes, you do. yeah, yeah. We are getting close to our hard break here. Yeah. And, uh, but we want to thank you both for you, being willing That's to do this. And, um, yeah, for your witness as, yeah. you know, as parents, as spouses. and, and Thanks um, for inviting us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's mm-hmm. good to have you guys on. And yeah. Always good to see you guys around the community. Yeah, I, <laughs> I enjoy too. it a lot. Yeah. You're just down the street. I know, I know. Just Monday's garbage day for everybody. <laughs> yeah. so, but, but anyway, thanks again for being on. Uh, 
that is Rory and Susan King sharing about family life and how we are to help raise good families in our culture today. So stay tuned. we got a whole other hour left of the show. You have to make some adjustments, but we're back. Real Presence Live, coming in hot. <laughs>